Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business and leadership because Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, everybody. Today's podcast is a lovely little wrap-up podcast for 2023 where I'm sharing with you three really common lessons that have come up across all almost all of my clients in 2023. So as you move into the reflecting end of year season, you can reflect on, have I been doing that? Am I acting like that as well? Because they're really common and no doubt there's something in there for you to learn from them too. So I'm going to share with you the three common lessons, which are three common themes across almost all of my clients for 2023. Now, the first one is a need to be clearer. The number one lesson, the number one thing that keeps coming up over and over again with all of my clients is I need to be even clearer than what you're already being. Now, this is a big one. And it's normally the case where the people that I work with, my beautiful clients, and I'm guessing you as well, you think you're being clear. But often, if you're not getting the results you desire, if you're not getting the performance that you want from your team, if you're not getting the return and the support that you truly want from the people around you, it's most likely that you aren't being clear enough. Now, let me give you an example. One of my clients was feeling disappointed and frankly frustrated with her team. They kept forgetting things. They kept making mistakes and she felt like they were dropping the ball. We spoke about Do they have a process to follow? Do they have a system to remind them what needed to be done and when? And she was frustrated because she was sitting there saying to me, yes, they've got these things. There's a system. You know, we've got SOPs. It's sitting there in ClickUp. And she was feeling so frustrated that it wasn't happening to her expectation, to her desire, the way she wanted it done. And it's easy when you hear that scenario to hear and, you know, identify and and empathize, I guess, with that frustration. So what I did was I asked to have a look at the process and have a look at the system. She uses ClickUp. So she gave me access to ClickUp and I dived in and I had a look. Now, what I found by actually looking at the system, looking at the process, was that my beautiful client thought she was being clear. However, she was not being clear enough. The process was too brief. For example, it said, schedule monthly calls. That was in the system. That was the reminder. It was set up on a quarterly basis, schedule monthly calls. But that was all that was included. So when I talk about being clear, and the lesson here is that being clear means saying schedule monthly calls for the next six months by following this process and then laying out really specifically the steps, including the potential obstacles that the person might face and what should they do then. For example, if you're trying to schedule a call and it lands on a Saturday, do this. If you're trying to schedule a call or if the date you choose is a public holiday, do this. That's what I mean by the potential obstacles that the person might face when they're actually following the process, when they're rolling out the process. 
So in other words, thinking about, you know, an if-then diagram or an if-then decision tree, if you face this, do this. If not this, then this. And then also detailing your process sufficiently, like being so clear that you're also saying when you get to this point, when you have found a Friday in every month, that's not a public holiday, that's at least three weeks apart for the next six months, this is when you're finished this job. This is when this task is finished. And when you're finished, do this, which might be create a task for me or create a task for Paula to review the dates or go ahead and set the events up on Facebook, or send an email to the clients, et cetera, et cetera. So can you see how much room there usually is to be even clearer, even more specific than probably what you're already being? And in this case, my client thought she was being clear by stating what felt obvious to her, which was the what, schedule monthly calls, And when things feel obvious to us, it's really easy to overlook the detail, the thinking, the tiny little bits and steps that they need to do to actually get the result to how you want it done, by what level, by what date, etc. So the lesson is, and what I see happening all the time, is that you need to be clearer. You need to be more specific especially when you're operating fast. Maybe you've grown fast. Maybe you feel really busy. Maybe you're used to moving at pace. So when I often see this happening is when you're operating fast, when you've got a lot of things on your list and what you're asking someone else to do feels simple to you. So when you're operating fast, you typically haven't taken the time to slow down and think about all those tiny little details and all those tiny little bitty things that the person actually needs to do to truly meet your expectation, you know, to pay the attention to detail that you're looking for and to do the thing in the way that you truly desire it to be done. Because when something feels simple, you're likely to just overlook all the details and all the steps that go into it. So be clear and, in fact, be clearer. Be clear with what you want done, by when, how you want it done, and what they should do when it's done. Should they tag you? Should they email a client? Should they check for your approval? Should they publish it? Should they tell someone else? Etc. Etc. Literally ask yourself, if this person had no idea about my business and they hadn't done this before and they couldn't read my mind or listen to my thoughts, What do I need to tell them to do so they get it right every single time to my highest expectation with minimal room for mistakes or assumptions and minimal questions being required? Be clear, be specific, and come at it from that perspective of a totally fresh person who doesn't have any context, doesn't have any insight inside your brain, and describe it in the way they need it done. Describe it to the level of detail that they need. And I can hear you thinking to yourself, I am too busy for this. Who's got the time to go into all that detail? Surely if person's experienced or surely if somebody's logical or surely it should be obvious. And my question back to you, if you're thinking that, let alone saying it out loud, wherever it is you're listening to this, my question to you is, do you have the time to deal with it not turning out the way you want it to, to deal with the mistakes, the worry, the following up? the open loop in your brain, the clarifying, and it works out the same amount of time. So it's probably the same amount of time up front that you're going to end up doing later anyway, but you only have to do it once. So be clearer, 
first big lesson, first common theme that's come up with almost every single one of my clients in 2023. Now, the second big lesson is to hold your expectations high. Now, what I see happening is that you have high expectations. You're a high-performing individual. You're highly capable. You know, you're an entrepreneur. You're doing all the things. You're amazing. So you have high expectations for yourself and you have high expectations for other people. They are there. They exist. However, what I see happening is a lack of articulation of those high expectations, a lack of clearly communicating what they are and then clearly following up in reiterating them if it all doesn't go to plan straight away. Because it's really common to be brave, to state those big expectations, and then something happened that maybe disappoints you. And what I see happening is your expectations shrink a little and cause you to sort of think to yourself, well, maybe it doesn't really matter anyway. Maybe I don't really need it to that level. Maybe this level's fine. Or maybe you have said it in the first place, you've said what you wanted, but you didn't get it. And then you kind of pretend that it doesn't really matter and it never really mattered and you don't mind. And then maybe something else happens. You don't quite get it again, or you kind of comes in a little bit lower and then you shrink a little more and so on and so on. But let's be honest, those expectations, your expectations, your high expectations, they do matter. They're there, they exist, and they do matter oh so much. They matter to you. You need to have them and you need to hold on to them and you need to keep saying them and saying them and saying them. So I had a client recently who hired a new team member into her business. So this person was new. They were doing okay, but they weren't quite hitting the mark. Maybe they were at sort of, you know, 70 to 80%. So from a place of clarity and positively supporting the person with a really positive intention, what my client kept doing was letting the person know, giving the information to the person about what the expectation was and how they weren't quite meeting it. So they were giving that person the information. So they had the information they needed to rise to their expectation. They were holding their expectation high and they were continuing to state it. And when they didn't see it, they'd point it out. They'd point out what was lacking and they'd restate what they were looking for. So at the beginning of the week, they'd talk about what she wanted to see done, by when, to what standard. And then during the week, if work would come through, she'd point out where it slightly fell short. She'd say it in a way that was really positive, that was really grateful, that was really encouraging, but also really clear. You've missed this. Hey, can you fix this? I noticed how you did this. I was actually looking for it to be like this. Can you redo this, etc.? If she found a mistake, she pointed them out. She restated expectations. Now, because this person is new, And because of the way that they were interviewed, the way that they were onboarded, this sort of conversation was expected. It was stated that it was going to happen through the interview process. And I call this, and I teach my clients just to think of this as correcting conversations. Oh, hey, I'm looking for this. I can see you've done this. That's not too bad. But actually, I was looking for this. Just sort of talking about that gap and sort of holding that expectation high in their mind and pointing it out to the person so they really understood it and could see it particularly when they weren't quite, you know, when they were falling a little bit short from it. The thing with this and the thing with why correcting conversations are so important and why it's so important for you to hold your expectation and keep restating your high expectation is because no one is ever going to rise up to your expectation if you aren't stating it really clearly, if you aren't pointing out where it is, if you aren't pointing out where it's not, if you're not clarifying them, if you're not 
stripping away any assumptions and encouraging the person to see it, to feel it, to lift up to it. So in this particular case with my client, after a period of doing this, the person who was not meeting the expectation actually initiated a conversation about why she was finding it hard and what was actually stopping her from doing what she needed to, to get to the level of my client's expectation, which in this case was a personal situation, which was sort of distracting her and ultimately affecting her performance and ability to do the job. And the beautiful thing about this was that it allowed them to have a really frank and open conversation from that point of clarity about how they go forward. So perfect. And yes, of course, it would be better to, you know, just have the person come in and then be perfect from day one, et cetera, et cetera, and not have to restate and restate and clarify. Sure. But the reality is, is that rarely happens. Those unicorns don't just slide into your business and be perfect from day one. The reality is that people can have enormous potential, they can have the right skills and experience, and they can still fall short, particularly in that sort of first 90-day onboarding period. And that's when it's just uber, uber important to just hold your expectations high, keep stating them in a really positive way with positive intentions, you know, encouraging, supporting, clarifying, et cetera. Because the other way that this situation could have gone, could have easily gone, would have been for my client to start out strong, asking for what she wanted, but then start to almost shrink and shy away from that big ask, from that ask that felt big, you know, that big hopeful ask that you make when you hire someone who you feel like they've got all the potential and you're hoping for the best. It's so easy to shrink when you don't get it exactly back the way you want it. And, you know, to put too much emphasis in your own mind on how much the person's trying and to start to quietly accept something less than what you truly want and need, to not point out the mistakes, to maybe like pick them up and fix it yourself and brush them over. And again, that is also what I see happening all the time. And I get it because the disappointment can really quickly lead to frustration and it can be really hard to work out the right language and how to actually articulate positively communicating when somebody is doing okay, but you want more from them. And when you feel like you've discussed it and you're not still getting it, it can get quite tricky. So I totally get it's tricky to come up with the language to address that, but the right language is available. You just need to learn it. And by addressing it, by holding the expectation, you give the person the opportunity to rise. And another way that this holding your high expectations lesson has come out in 2023 is when it comes to hiring. I've got so many examples of this that I could speak to where I've seen my clients and even just colleagues and friends put job advertisements up. And after just a week or even just a couple of days, when the most perfect person who matches the exact criteria and has every single thing that you're looking for hasn't applied, I see them. I see those expectations, you know, just start to shrink. And it's like their brain moves into like defensive protection mode and starts to already like convince them why accepting somebody subpar is probably going to be the reality. And sure. Maybe sometimes that might be a reality you need to face depending on how unique the particular skill set you're looking for, how tough the industry is that you're dealing with. But I'm really, really, really saying maybe sometimes. It is not the norm 
And again, what I see is people's brains jumping after just not even one week or maybe two weeks of having an application up. So again, the lesson here is to hold to your high expectations and frankly, give yourself enough time through the hiring process to be able to hold to those high expectations that you have in your hiring criteria. You might need to post another advertisement. You might need to look at different categories. You might need to mix up you know, the flexibility. You might need to talk to more people, try a new job board, post in Facebook groups, You know, search for people on LinkedIn who look right and reach out to them and ask them if they're interested or if they're not interested, do they know anyone, et cetera, et cetera. So by holding your expectations high, you know, you also allow your brain to get into creative mode. So if I'm determined to find someone like this and if I'm determined to be supported in this certain way, then, you know, what are some creative ways that I can make this happen? And and by, you know, applying that thought process and holding your expectations there, you actually give yourself a real chance of truly getting what you want, or at least knowing if you do decide to lower your expectations, that you've really exhausted the possibility of getting it, and then thinking through, well, what adjustments do the business need to make on the back of this? So the big lesson here is to hold your expectations high. So hold those high expectations and to not shrink at the first sign of you not getting what you wanted immediately. Now, the third client lesson that I want to share with you is to slow down, slow down, because most things are not as urgent as you might initially think. Maybe somebody's resigned. You don't have to drop everything to meet with them on that day unless that works for you and your diary. Does somebody want approval for a holiday that feels a bit tricky? Maybe it's time when you were going to be away. Maybe it's a time when somebody else in the team's going to be away. You get to take a week to think about it. Maybe somebody's asked for a pay rise. You get to take another week to do the maths and the market research to be able to respond in the right way. Now, I'm not saying this to be callous or suggesting that you should be unsympathetic to your team or anything like that. In fact, it's the opposite. You get to slow down and show compassion and empathy in every situation. But what I see happening is when a surprise lands on your lap, most people want to deal with it like it's a hot potato to get it off their lap ASAP. Because it's a surprise and usually it's an unwelcome one, But the reality is, and the secret is, if you let that hot potato cool down a little bit, if you put it to the side and maybe you just look at it, you know that it's there, but you're not chopping it up, you're not dealing with it, you're not throwing it away, you're not pushing it and throwing it over the fence, usually when you go to pick it up again, when it's cooled down, it actually feels easier to deal with, so much easier often than what it first felt when you first received that hot potato into your lap. And in my experience, the additional time that you ask for, so I'm not saying ignore whatever situation has come up, acknowledge it, of course, because in my experience, the acknowledgement and then communicating when you're going to come back to the person is almost always okay with the other person. And I totally get that a surprise would rattle you and does rattle you and probably kicks off some anxiety and some adrenaline response in your body, like a resignation, for example. But what I want you to think about is the lesson here is in focusing on what you can control, and that is how you react to things. 
So if you totally reschedule your afternoon to meet up with a person who's just resigned because they've called a meeting and they want to talk to you about it right then, then actually what you're doing is creating yourself a secondary issue, which is then needing to catch up on whatever you've had to reschedule to actually meet that new commitment, as opposed to actually going ahead with the meetings or whatever plans you had, and then meeting with the person who has resigned when there's space in your calendar, which might be first thing the next morning, or you know tomorrow afternoon, for example. And often what I see is reactions to the response So often what I see is almost a response to the adrenaline that's being caused by the surprise of the situation rather than taking a breath and pausing and thinking about, well, what is actually urgent, which often is not the surprise. So permission to receive whatever lands on your lap, whatever the hot potato is, to acknowledge it and to circle back to it a little bit later. Because in my experience, in about 95% of the situations that you get thrown, the space is okay to take. And I know this because this hot potato stuff, this stuff that comes up, is the support that I give my clients in their private Voxer access. So with my clients, I use Voxer, which is a like a walkie-talkie app, and it's the way my clients can reach out to me privately in between our calls. And what I guide my clients to do is to reach out to me when something happens so I can support them with that initial reaction, so I can be that safe reaction space because that's the emotional journey of leadership. And the skill here that I'm supporting my clients to develop and that I'm talking to you about today is learning how to ride the waves, which are the reactions and the surprises and the hot potatoes that get thrown in your lap in the smoothest way possible. Let's say somebody resigns. You thank them for the information and ask them if you can meet with them tomorrow. Somebody asks for a pay rise. Thank them for letting you know how they feel and the research they've done about the market and make a time to meet with them tomorrow. Maybe somebody sends you a long email with all their concerns or bring to your attention a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't know about. So maybe somebody sends you a long email with all their concerns and letting you know a bunch of stuff that you didn't know about was happening. Thank them for letting you know, let them know you're going to review it all in detail and arrange a meeting with them in a couple of days' time. See the pattern? Acknowledge. Give yourself some time and space. Do what you need to do to ground yourself down. Keep going with whatever priority you had planned for that day and then deal with it in a calm, considered way later. Because by getting that pause and by grounding yourself back down before you react, You get to choose how you want to act in each situation with each hot potato that you're facing that you've been thrown rather than just reacting in the moment to whatever you're facing, to whatever has been thrown at you. Okay, so these are the three very common themes and lessons that have continued to come up with my clients in 2023. And for all my clients who are on a beautiful leadership journey, They're starting to master the art of leading in a way that's calmer, that's more steady, more stable, more emotionally stable, and leading their team in turn starts to feel so much smoother. So as you head into the end of the year, I want to offer, I guess, these three lessons as a way for you to reflect on how you've handled 
various situations that have been thrown at you throughout the year, the good situations, the tricky situations, and the downright hot potato difficult situations. And as you reflect, take these lessons, don't beat yourself up. Whatever you've done is perfect to this point. And do it, take some lessons and maybe even just choose one that you can work on in 2024. And of course, if you'd like some mentoring on working with this way of leading and leading in a more stable, calm, grounded way and smoothing out the emotions that come with leading your team, then of course, feel free to reach out to me. I've opened a very small new group and private mentoring container for multiple six-figure entrepreneurs who are scaling to seven figures and beyond, who really want to lean into smoothing out their leadership, increasing the performance of their team, of course, but you know, making it feel more easeful and more in flow for them. And I've called this container Elevate. So we're kicking off a new pod, which will be about four to five like-minded entrepreneurs on this journey of elevating your leadership, your team, your systems, and your business. So if you're curious to learn more about this new little container, feel free to reach out to me. We can have a chat and we can see if it feels suitable for your situation, for your team, and for what you're looking to do in 2024. Okay, everybody. Well, that is it. They are my three lessons, three common themes for 2023. I'm sure they've been helpful and I'm sure there's a nugget in there for you. If you'd love to share with me your feedback, I would love to hear it. I always do. Feel free to reach out to me in the DM, send me a message or leave a review. That's super helpful as well. Have a beautiful, beautiful festive season, everybody. I hope you can relax and recharge over this period to find the energy to dream big for 2024. 